Clarence Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Welcome, everyone. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide, and your coach to True Life Academy this week. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I will tell you, we have a very special show tonight. We have a special guest that's joining us, and I think you'll really enjoy uh, listening uh, listening to her. And, but before we do that, I, I want to just make sure that I say good morning to you. Yes, it is morning. It's morning because if you're listening to the conversation that we're having here, then you are waking up, waking up to your true life. So let's do this. Let me just remind you that we have three things that we really must do throughout our lives to, to live that amazing life we talk about. One is just live in thanks. Live with an attitude of gratitude. Because you know what? Happiness doesn't begin until gratitude starts. And then secondly, give. Give when you can. Giving is a two-way street. When you are giving, you're receiving at the same time. And then thirdly, because you have the power to choose, love first and then choose. If you lived your life that way this week, then I know you've had an amazing week and you have made an amazing week for the people around you. So without further ado, let me just get into today's show. We have a great, great show uh, for you today, and I have a special guest, as I mentioned, and I will just briefly introduce her and let her tell you more about herself. But her name is Vicki Claflin, and Vicki lives in Hood River, Oregon, where she writes the award-winning humor blog, Laugh Lines, sharing the hilarious ups and downs of midlife. She believes that laughter, a good glass of wine, and an econo-sized ba- a box of milk duds are the path to true zen. Uh, Vicki has been featured on the Michael J. Fox Foundation website, Irma Bombeck's Writer Workshop, the Huffington Post, Scary Mama, Scary Mommy, excuse me, uh, Generation Fabulous, Midlife Boulevard, Better After 50, and Funny Times Magazine. She's also received a Blogger 14 Voices of the Year Award for Humor Award. So I'm just stop, going to stop there. She's got a new book out called Shake, Rattle, and Roll With It. And so let's introduce Vicki. Vicki, are you with us? Please say hello. I am. Thank you for having me on the show, Clarence. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much. I could have just gone on and on about all the things that you're involved <laughs> oh, in. Oh, go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> I want you to get a chance to share your your story with us and, and also let our listeners hear what they can absolutely learn about life from you. Okay. So uh, why don't we just jump right in? We have uh, a few minutes before our first break, and, and you've written this book. You've written this book called Shake, Rattle, and Roll With It, mm-hmm. Living and Laughing with Parkinson's. Now, we, we talk here about um, uh, living a life uh, that uh, f- finan- with financial freedom. We talk about health. We talk about uh, career. We talk about relationships. So in the area of health, living with Parkinson's, tell us a little bit about that and, and why you wrote this book. Well, Parkinson's is um, the second most common disorder, neurological disorder among the age 50 and over. And that was when I was diagnosed, and my mother had it, and my grandmother had it, so I was familiar with the signs. And, it, you know, I tend to do that about most things in life. I tend to look for the funny, and, and because that's just, I just like goofy things. And when I was diagnosed, of course, I went through the same thing we all go through. I was depressed and hysterical and thought my life was over. It, but Parkinson's doesn't kill you. You just live with it forever and die of something else. So I thought, okay, I've got 30, 40 years, God willing. I can't be scared and depressed. So I started looking for the funny things that it did to my life and the goofy things that it was causing to happen, and I started journaling them on my blog. 
And I, I didn't know what people were going to say. It was more for me at that time, kind of cathartic. But I got such a phenomenal response. I kept writing, and finally somebody, an agent came to me and said, would you consider putting this in a book? So I did, and here we are. <laughs> That's amazing. So obviously when you were writing on your blog, you were, you were just speaking from the heart, and it, it came through as, as very authentic and very genuine, and, and it sounds like I there was some so. humor in there as well. Because I never, I never really started out to write a book. It was basically just a journal that maybe my great grandkids would read someday after I was long dead and gone about, you know, Parkinson's in this day and age and what we were faced with and what we were afraid of and what was funny about it. And so, yeah, I really feel like it's something that was is part of me. Maybe all authors feel that way. I don't know, but it really felt like kind of my baby. And I was blown away by the responses that I got from people I didn't even know. Oh, that's amazing. So, you know, when you when you talk about the, the folks who, who are, act, you know, it's, it's one thing when you blog and you just don't know who's, who's reading and who's listening. Uh, it's almost like doing this show. I have no idea who's listening, but I know we get tens of thousands of downloads, hundreds of thousands of downloads. And, and so people are paying attention. And mm -hmm. so you have to almost be careful with what you say sometimes, but you still want to be your authentic self. Did you find that? Oh, absolutely. By the, by the time I started thinking of it in terms of a book, I, I did go back and, and repurpose some of the posts just because I wanted, to, I wanted people to feel that it was less about my journey and more about our journey that, so that they could identify with me. And it, it, it's because sometimes when, when authors write anything that could be called a memoir, it really is so self-centered. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's, it's just about their personal experience and it's up to the reader to figure out if they can identify. And I really wanted it to be broader than that. Just to say, you know, everybody with Parkinson's goes through this journey in, in different ways, but the steps are all kind of the same. You know, the diagnosis, what kind of medication you're going to be on, how long you're going to live, what your fears are. We all share those. So I, I, my intent was just to make my memoirs more personable to other people outside myself. That's one. That's great. And that does touch people in a different way, and, and I'm glad you've discovered that because it does make a big difference in in the uh, in the reader's mind and the reader's eye. We're we're going to take a a very quick break this time around, uh, but we will be back to talk more with Vicki Claflin uh, regarding her new book, Shake Rattle and Roll with It. So hang in there. We'll be right back, everyone. Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. 
So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Everybody, everybody. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to True Life Academy. We are here with Vicki Claflin, and we are talking about Shake, Rattle, and Roll With It, uh, her new book, Living and Laughing with Parkinson's. And Vicki was describing to us uh, how, how the book got started, and it really started uh, through journaling, and it wasn't a... It wasn't an intent, at least initially, to write a book about this, but it sounds like it's something that was really, really hitting the hearts of many people, so here you go. And, Vicki, as you were writing this book, did you, um, did you have an audience in mind? Who, who, who reads your blogs and who would be the audience that you were speaking to in your book? Well, Clarence, the, it's interesting because my blog and my book separated once the book came out I took all my posts about Parkinson's off my blog and so my blog is it it's kind of the same audience only it's midlifers I write midlife humor on laugh lines it's called the tagline is middle age modern marriage and epic fails and it's a funny blog about what it's like to be 58 in this society and all the craziness we go through in menopause and husbands and whatever it's just fun and then the book is about being 50 with Parkinson's so it's, you know, the same tone, certainly, because it's my voice, but I, I'm targeting the people in my blog group that either have Parkinson's or know someone with Parkinson's, and that's pretty much everybody. But I do keep them reasonably separate because I don't really want to keep talking about Parkinson's on my blog. I didn't want to be a Parkinson's blogger. I'm a midlife right. blogger, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and, uh, and I, I can appreciate that. Uh, it's good to have a, a narrow target market, but at the same time, um, you don't want to just stay there so so much that that's that's all you are. And because there's so much more to us as as uh, as people than one aspect of our life, but certainly that's a very important aspect of your life. Yes. So when when you um, you know, I'm just going to go a little bit uh, rogue here and ask you. Uh, you said you you found out about it when when you were uh, when I was early th- around fifty. About fifty, okay. Yeah. Now, how did it manifest? Um, well, this is terrible. I shouldn't probably admit this, but it is in my book that I started to see a tremor in my left hand about two years before that. And you have to remember, my mother and my grandmother had Parkinson's, so I knew what I was looking at, but. I'm like one of those non-compliant patients. You know, I, just, I figure if you don't go to the doctor and you don't take medications and they can't find you, they can't tell you what's wrong with you. So I just told everybody it was a pinched nerve and, you know, nobody over 22 believed me, but that was okay. And ignored it for two years until finally my family just circled the wagons and said, that looks like mom. You need to go get that looked at. So I didn't, I didn't rush to the doctor when I knew what I was facing. It took me a couple of years to do that. But so that's it kind of manifested itself because I they did one of those Betty Ford intervention things where they sit around and tell you why you need to go to the doctor. So I did. She told me what I already knew. You know, you have Parkinson's and there's no cure. So you just move forward. Uh, That's interesting. You know, we we often find ourselves in a a position where we know there's something that we should be doing, (laughs) but it's almost like a denial. I won't even call it a denial. It's just we're just going to push it off to the side for now. Yeah, I'm not going to deny it. I was going to ignore it hope it went away. Exactly. (laughs) Parkinson's Uh, doesn't go away on its own. Oh, it doesn't just heal itself, huh? No, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? Uh, Yes, yes, (laughs) it really would be. Uh, You know, my my mother, who has uh, passed many years ago now, um, had it as well. And uh, so that's what made me very, very interested in and talking with you and learning more, not necessarily about Parkinson's per se, even though I know that we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight, but getting through it and and really, I wouldn't even say get through it, just living your life in a in a very full and filling way mm-hmm. that even with that, I mean, it's like I'm not 
I don't think that it, you don't think it exists. I know you know it exists, but you still live your life to the fullest. That's what I what I sense from you. Is that correct? Absolutely. I I think that's the, that's the fork in the road for all of us. Is you know this is thank God not one of the neurological diseases that kills you. So if you're diagnosed at 50 or 60, you could potentially have a lot of years with this disease. So you there comes a point when you have to make your mind up. You know you you don't have you can't be angry and sad for 30 years. You're going to die alone, for starters, because this disease won't kill you, and you will have alienated everybody that loves you. So it's just a matter of, and in my presentations, when I do my speaking engagements, one of the things I try to really get people to wrap their minds around is that you are not Parkinson's. You have Parkinson's, but you also have kids and grandkids and jobs and lives and hobbies and loves and passions. and It's just a piece. It's just a piece of the puzzle. It doesn't define you. And to get people to, I try to get get my audience to put it in perspective. It, you know, it's unfortunate, and hopefully they'll get a cure in our lifetime. But it's just a piece of you. It's not who you are. Yes, that's, that's very that's very insightful. Would you say that's the the uh, main mass the main message you'd like your readers to grasp, or is there something else that that's more poignant? Um. Well, that's. I think that's fundamentally the basis of what I'm trying to say in a nutshell, if I had put it in one sentence. But really what I want people to understand is there's just so much joy out there. It's This does not take away the joy. It doesn't take away your sense of humor. In fact, this is a really goofy disease, and goofy is funny. But it, it there's still so much laughter. It doesn't it doesn't need to impact that. It's just, just a piece of the puzzle. But all the things that you love and you want to do and that make you laugh and make you get silly, those are all still out there. Yes. Yes. You know, it's interesting that you, you talk about this in this way. And I know you speak to uh, people who are experiencing the same thing. But that is a message that goes well beyond those boundaries. And I know you've, you've probably talked to other people that, that don't have Parkinson's that are learning something from your message as well. I have had a lot of feedback about that, and it. so it, you're right. It goes further than I thought it would, and that's phenomenal for me. I mean, I had no idea that this was going to take hold like this. It's just it's become kind of a life of its own, and I'm loving every minute of it. But and I like hearing from people that I made a difference to them. You know that I had an email from a woman recently that said that her mother had had Parkinson's for years, and. N- Totally told everybody in the house to never discuss it. It was absolutely forbidden subject. And she said, I got her your book, and she read it one night, and we heard her laughing for the first time in years, and now we talk about it in the family like it's the weather. It's suddenly it's okay. All the barriers are gone. And I thought, wow, okay. You know, I mean, I framed that one. It was just, it was really moving to me that that I could make that kind of an impact with a little humor book. You know, it's. Yes, because, you know, we, we all have issues of some sort, you know, some are more severe than others uh, going on in our life, and there's a response that you can have to whatever you're going through, and one is the path that you chose, which is really a very empowering, uh, very fulfilling path, or there's one that where you can let it just define you. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I really do believe it goes well beyond the the scope and the boundaries of, of Parkinson's itself, but it, it's a great, great reference point for us. I've heard several people have told me that they could, that it would also work for people with any chronic illness. You could, you know, find and replace Parkinson's for, you know, MS or, or cancer or high blood pressure or whatever. I mean, the, the premise doesn't change. It's just, you know, you have this condition, you've got to learn to deal with it, manage your meds, move on. And just go back out and find the silliness because it's out there. Yes. Uh, now, in reading through your book, uh, there's, there's a ton of funny, funny stories in here. Um, you know, at, at first you, you say, well, "Okay, it's 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 almost un- an uncomfortable funny," but then it's like that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yes. I tell people I offer up my most embarrassing moments with Parkinson's for their entertainment. I mean, if they can laugh at me, they can laugh at themselves. I mean, my husband constantly says, you put that in the book. I said, well, it was funny. He said, okay, then. (laughs) 
No, that's great. I appreciate that candor and the openness. It, it really does. It, it makes the book so much more authentic, and it's not a very sterile look at something. And, and you know, you, you can get through it. If I got through it, you can get through it. It's not one of those kinds of books. It's no. really, really a good It's read. not a stiff upper lip. It's like, here you go. I totally humiliated myself, and it's funny. And if I can laugh about it, you can laugh about it. It's okay. I mean, people make fun of me all the time now that know me because they know I don't. I not only don't take offense, I jump right in. I mean, I've done some some really silly things with this disease, and oh well. My husband laughs at me all the time, and people look at him sometimes like, well, that wasn't very nice. And he said, no, you don't understand her. She thinks this is funny too. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, so, and uh, just about the book itself, because there are some really interesting stories in there. Is is um, is all of it true? Is it? That's, yeah. <laughs> I, I get asked that, that question all the time. So does my that. husband, and he always says, "Oh, you have no idea." I said, "Yes, it's all true. It did really happen, and it happened pretty much exactly like that." So, wow. yeah, it, unfortunately, they are true. So his life is interesting, if nothing else. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, well, is there is there one thing in there that? Um, uh, you would you would say that you know if, if you if you had to go to one story that kind of sums up some of it is there there's probably several uh, at least I've seen several is there one that oh, sticks oh out yeah. to you? The perennial favorite across all age groups is I gave my husband a pole dance and he can't stop laughing. It's been two days. That <laughs> pole <So>. dance. <laughs> <laughs> Parkinson's pole dance. You had to see it to believe it, but the neighbors actually did. But. So, yeah, that's the story that everybody says, that was hilarious. I just said, okay, then. Who, uh, and you never know what's going to hit, but that one did. So if yeah. you can only read one chapter, read that one. Okay. Well, you heard it, everyone. Uh, Vicki, how, uh, how can they get your book or even uh, find your blog very quickly? We've got a minute before the break. Amazon.com, fastest way to get my book. And my blog is laugh-lines.net. And you can get it there, too. Hyphenline.net. Very good. So I encourage you all to take it. It's a really, really good read. It's a, it's a funny read, and, it's, um, and it really, really puts things in perspective. Shake, rattle, and roll. Roll with it. Living, with, living and laughing with Parkinson's. Vicki Claflin. So, oh, everyone, we're going to take a, another break here shortly. We're going to come back and ask Vicki a couple of uh, very interesting questions about uh, not only the book but um, about what's going on with her these days as well. So we're going to take a quick break. We're here with Vicki Claflin. This is Clarence Caldwell, True Life Academy. Hang in there. We'll be back right after these messages. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. 
For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. We are back with Vicki Claflin, and we are talking about her latest book. It's called Shake, Rattle, and Roll with It, Living and Laughing with Parkinson's. And we've been doing a little bit of laughing here uh, so far. And, and Vicki, I just want to ask you about the title. And I mean, certainly uh, anyone who knows anyone that has Parkinson's knows yeah. that there's some some shaking that goes on there. And I, when I read the book, I immediately thought of the Bill Haley and the Comets song from back <laughs> in the '50s called "Shake, Rattle, and Roll." And there's probably some young listeners that don't know about that song. <laughs> but what brought you to that title? I actually can't take credit for that title. That was from an editor friend of mine, but we had worked up a few other choices, and I can't remember what they were then, but we canvassed everyone we knew, and it was like the lead lead runner by 90%. Everybody just said it's so descriptive, and anybody with Parkinson's knows exactly what that means because that's what we do. I mean, I went up to Oregon Health Sciences University one time for a checkup, and there was about 20 of us in this huge, big waiting room that they had because it's a university and i'm telling you that building was shaken because everybody in there was going back and forth and weaving and bobbing and well it looked like boxers so so i sat around i looked at all these people and thought this whole building must be shaking they don't know what's going on in here but that's what we do that's what parkinson's is you know so you may as well just call it what it is and move on oh i thought i thought it was great i loved it i loved the title um and and it really does say say a lot about it. it says it all right there. I thought so. Uh, you, know, you you talked about when you were um, visiting or speaking with uh, other folks. You do you do your uh, keynote speeches and other speaking opportunities here and there. Um, you've had one just recently, I understand. Mm-hmm. I was down in Central Oregon in Bend. For those of you that know that, it's gorgeous. And it was the Parkinson's Resources Organization for the Pacific Northwest. There was about 140 people there, and all stages and ages, I mean, from 30 to 90 to just diagnosed and had it for 20 years. And it was really fun. They had, it was very informative because they had three neurologists from OHSU. And then I came on. <laughs> I was sort of like three neurologists and I wrote a humor book, but I think they wanted to end it on a, a better note than, and there's still no cure. It's just right. like, you're not going to wrap up a, a, a symposium with that so i came on and talked for half an hour about all the goofy things that it was was in my book and and they loved it i mean it's just i had people come up to me that were 92 and people that came up to me that were 35 and just said this is the first time i've laughed this hard about it 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 is funny it can be funny yeah and it it was also geared towards people who care for people with Parkinson's. A lot of the people that read my book don't have Parkinson's, but their husbands or their kids or their parents or somebody that they love does. And they said, it's, you know, it's a way for me to break the ice with them. And it's a way for me to initiate conversation. And so I like, that was interesting to me because I didn't think that that it would appeal to anybody that didn't have Parkinson's. But half that group at that, at the convention were not Parkinson's. They had what I call vicarious Parkinson's. Vicarious. <laughs> yeah, that's you know it's it's so it's it's obvious that you have uh, humor is a big part of of your life. Uh, was that always the way with you? Uh, I mean, certainly it's not something that just happens overnight. But you, you just have this very um, lovable, humorous spirit to you. Can you tell us more about that in your life? The, that was a genetic thing. That was I've always been. I've got a brother and a sister, and they're much more reserved than I am there. I've always just been a goofball and I don't have a lot of boundaries, which has not always worked well, but um, yeah, I just tend to figure 
what the heck, you know, it doesn't <laughs> just get it all out there. And it's, and I look, and I do that with other people too. I mean, and which has gotten me in trouble. Sometimes I'll think something is funny about them that they don't think is funny. So they're just, oops. But, you know, I just, <laughs> so it, it just tends to be the way I look at things anyway. And so it was inevitable that when I came to terms with the fact that I could have this disease for 30 years, I was going to start looking for the funny. And going back to our previous conversation, which was interesting about family members and people that you care for, there is a chapter in the book called Hub Speaks Out, We Have Parkinson's. And it was the first time that I really addressed the fact that he was along this journey with me and that it impacted his life because everybody always worries about the patient and not the caregiver or the spouse. So we did an interview with him that I was not allowed to speak at. And they, some friends of mine talked to him about how this impacted him. And, you know, it, it was really interesting because I didn't know a lot of these things. So, you know, it, it affects Parkinson's affects everybody in your bubble. Not, it's not just about the person that has it. And they have to be comfortable laughing at you or teasing you or, you know, whatever. And otherwise it's going to be a long life. <laughs> right. Right. That is so amazing. That's great to hear. You know, as, as we were talking about humor and and how it affects uh, your outlook on this thing, I, I, you know, I, I will just, you know, just for a moment, I'll just take a break here and tell everyone it is so, so very important to care for your emotions and what you feel, no matter what you're going through. If you feel bad about something, guess what? Things are going. Things are going. You're going to attract things in your life that are matching that feeling. They're matching that emotion. And so, Vicky, you're just you're living proof that with that level of humor and lightheartedness that you always have, anyway, to go through something like this, you still seem to attract great things in your life because of that feeling, that that feeling tone, that vibration, that frequency that you have just attracts great things. This book, for example, the speaking engagements, on and on and on, that just comes to you because of that, I believe. I do, too. They, one of my favorite quotes is Shirley MacLaine, and I don't know if she originated it, but it said, the, those, the people who learn to laugh at themselves will never cease to be amused. And I think that's important. I think if we're going to start making fun of people, start with yourself. That's where the funny stuff is. And, and it also gets everybody else off the hook. I mean, I see families where somebody is chronically ill and everybody's walking on eggshells and everybody's afraid to mention it. Well, the person that has it, know they have it. It's not like you're going to enlighten them. We know it's right. there. And, you know, it's and like I said, sometimes people will look at my husband kind of funny because he'll say something to me about some stupid thing I did or said. And they'll think, wow. And I'll say, you know, it's OK. It, I, I would prefer that he did that instead of trying to walk on eggshells with me and be afraid that he's always going to offend me or hurt my feelings or something like that. It's just. I mean, that's just not the way I roll, so. Right, right. Uh, I'm sure that's a, very, that's a very different environment than a lot of people are used to. Mm -hmm. You know, some, some um, I, I know people, and, and probably guilty of it myself at times, where we take ourselves a little too seriously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, but we don't realize the impact that it has on the people around us. If we're taking ourselves that serious, then other people see that, they sense it, they feel it. Mm -hmm. And then they're not as open with us, and we're not as open with them, and, and it just spirals from there. So that's a great lesson for us. Well, when I was when I was growing up, we had six kids, and so my mother said, you know, with, and four of us were teenagers at one time, and she said, with all the teenage theatrics, I couldn't have one of you hysterical all the time. So we had a rule in our house that if something was really wrong, you had 24 hours to feel sorry for yourself, do whatever you needed to do, cry or eat or whatever. And she said, then you're done. And I still today think that that's one of the best lessons she ever taught us. You got 24 hours and you're done. And then it's time to join the living and be socially acceptable and pleasant to be around. And we just learn to get over it. That's great. That's great. Now, you know, as I'm, I'm like looking at the cover of this book, and it's and it's it looks lighthearted and it looks fun. And I mean, so the, even the, the illustrations, the drawings in it, everything is just along those lines. So this is a very, very well done book. And I encourage anyone who, who hasn't read it, who hasn't heard of it yet, go to Amazon, get yourself a copy, shake, rattle, and roll with it, living and laughing with Parkinson's. Whether you have Parkinson's or not, or you are in a relationship or have someone in your home that has it or not, 
doesn't seem to matter. It, if you read this book, you'll get a lot out of it. There's no doubt in my mind. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, speaking of writing books, is this an, a new career for you? Or you that... <laughs> well, I've been a, I've been a writer all my life, but not I didn't do it professionally. I have been a professional public speaker all my life, but the writing thing is just it's the first time that I've really had time to focus on that. You know, sometimes you want to do it all, but when you're young and raising kids, you got to do things that make money. So and writing is not one of them. So now, you know, my son is gone and married off and I've got time to, to do this. So I've got another book in the works. It's still in manuscript stages, so I don't talk about it much. But I've got another book coming out, not about Parkinson's, more based on my blog. But I would love to, as all authors would, I would love to stay home and write all day, but I have to eat and pay my rent. So, so. That's great. Uh, yeah, you know, certainly um, many people have a book in them, but mm-hmm. to have it produced like this is, is very, very rewarding, I'm sure. It was incredible when I got the first box of books. I mean, I just stared at them and petted them all night long. It was like, oh, my God, it's a book. You know, it's, it was pretty exciting. Uh, how, how long did it take you to uh, to go through that process? Two years. Two years. Yeah, it was two years. So it was because I, you know, I didn't know anything. Everything was a brand new world, and so it's yeah. it, it, it took it. I mean, I think that was a long time. The next one will not take that long because now I've got a, kind of the lay of the land. But yeah, it was two years, and and also, you know, I was really hesitant about what posts I was going to put in there, and and how much I wanted to share. And finally, I just said, in for penny, in for pound. You know, I'm putting it all in there. <laughs> they can do with it what they will. Oh, that's excellent. Well, it came out really, really well. Thank you. Um, and I, as I as I look through the book, there's a ton of um, quotes from different famous mm-hmm. people in here as well that support the storyline and support uh, the theme of the book as well. I thought that was very well done, also. Thank you. It was. I had a, just a ton of fun. It was a blast when it finally came out. You're almost like, oh wow, now what? It's done. What do I get up and do in the morning now? So my agent said, "Well, start another book." Okay, but this is the one that we're. This is the one that I'm focused on marketing. This is when I go do my public speaking engagements and all that kind of stuff. It's about this book. Yeah, well, it's great. That's great. Well, everyone, we are here talking with Vicki Claflin, and we're talking about her first book, "Shake, Rattle, and Roll with It: Living and Laughing with Parkinson's." And Vicki has been very uh, humorous today and throughout the book is very, very funny. Uh, I encourage you to go take a, take a look, get a copy of it. I know you'll enjoy it uh, very much. And so uh, when we come back from the next break here, we're going to talk to uh, Vicki more about, you know, not only this process of writing the book, but what she's learned from it as well. Uh, not only the Parkinson's, but what she's learned from the, writing the book as well. But we'll be back right after these messages. True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. 
It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are here with uh, Vicki Claflin, and we are talking about her latest book, Shake, Rattle, and Roll with It, Living and Laughing with Parkinson's. But the conversation has, has been a little bit larger than the book itself, even though the book is is huge in terms of its value. Uh, it's not huge in terms of size, so don't let don't get... Don't get excited. I want you to go read the book. <laughs> it won't scare you. Uh, but the the value in it is so large, and I, I, that's why I really am pushing it because I, I want everyone to, to learn from it, not only if you have Parkinson's or if you, even if you don't know anyone with Parkinson's. There's so much to learn from what's in this book, so I, I uh, truly encourage that you go take a look. Uh, Vicki, as we were talking about, your experience in writing the book, is there something that um, you discovered in this two-year period, either about you or the, the process, that our listeners can learn from uh, relative to writing this book? There were some things. I actually have a chapter in there. It's the very last chapter called Lessons Learned, and where I address that because I thought that was a really important way to tie all this together, that the couple of the ones that were important to me is that it can happen to you. You know, I mean, we had six kids in my family. I was always the strong one. I never had allergies and never got the flu, never got colds, never missed a day of school. I mean, I just didn't get any childhood diseases. I was the one that they had to do everything that was heavy and hard. And, and I played a lot of power sports. I preferred tennis over golf and all that kind of stuff. It's just, and then I was the one that got Parkinson's. It, so, you know, people say to me, well, you know, I live healthy and I drink acai juice and I eat kale. And, well, good for you, but, you know, this could happen to you. So we have to be prepared. We have to have some resilience. So if something blindsides you, you can say, okay, well, I still have a great life. It's just I have to take into account this factor. Because I meet people that are so, they're only secure when they're powerful. And then when something ambushes them, they fall apart. So, what I would say that I learned is to be resilient and make your plans, but realize that, you know, fate might have a different path for you. So that was probably the, the biggest thing I learned. And the second thing was get over yourself. The world's not going to stop. You know, we think it should. If something cataclysmic happens to us or devastating happens to us, we think everybody should stop and get off their roller coasters and come make us feel better. Well, they're not going to. So the only people, the only person that's going to make you feel better about this is you. So, you know, to me, it's happiness is a choice. It's just pick one, you know, that and that's kind of what I had to learn about that. Nobody's going to you can't cure Parkinson's. So nobody's going to fix it, and make it go away. And there's no magic wand. So, you know, you can learn to laugh about it or or cry about it. That's really your only two choices. Yes. And you have a choice. That is the key. You always yeah. have a choice. So Absolutely. You, yeah. Even if you even if you decide I'm not going to choose, I'm just going to sit here. Well, that's a choice. <laughs> that's a choice. It absolutely is a choice. I mean, and if you want to be angry and snark at everybody and yell at God and all those things, I mean, that's a choice too, and you're entitled to do that. But you're going to probably be standing alone, right? Because it's not really much fun to be around. So <laughs> that's right. Uh, speaking of uh, you know people being around you during this process, who was your biggest supporter during the process of writing this book? Um, well, I would, this, I mean, I don't mean to sound trite, but it would be my husband because he, I mean, I spent, I can't even tell you how many hours locked in my office on weekends and sunny days. And he'd come stand out and say, are you coming out today? You know, do you want dinner? And I'd say, no, I'm writing, I'm writing. And, and he was really accepting of 
the amount of time I needed alone to do this. And interestingly enough, he's never read the book. So it's like he's in most of the posts, but he said, I don't need to read the book. I was there. So I said, well, that's true. But it's, you know, it's just, we keep that that part kind of separate, but he spent a lot of alone time in those two years and I have to give him kudos for that. That's uh, that's very interesting, and and I will I will tell you that many people who are on a mission, let's say, or a quest, or are just engaged in something that's uh, very passionate to them, um, to do something like this require it does require some I'll call it block time, where you just block mm-hmm. out the time to to really dive deep, and it's it's not always understood by the people around you what you're doing <laughs> yeah. and why you're. You're, you're holed up like that, and, and, and to have someone that's understanding is very, very important. That's, that's a lot of support. Well, about a year into it, though, we got him a fishing boat, too, so that made a lot of difference. <laughs> so we just said, go fishing, okay. So and I would take that time to ride, but I mean, I figured I was going to have to do something because he was standing outside the door scratching. Are you coming out? <laughs> no. So we got the boat, and he's a happy fisherman now. Uh, that's great. Uh, that's what I love about you, Vicky. You're so authentic. You just come right out. <laughs> well, I had to do something. It was starting to get annoying. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, that process, you know, you've got people who do support you, and then they have people that are they're kind of, you know, they'll criticize you as well uh, oh, or, yes. or maybe just be critical. Is there is there some of that that took place as well? Well, yeah, if you're a writer, you got to have tough skin, and if you don't have one, you'll get one. Um, I, one woman emailed me and said that she'd read the book, but she didn't think I really understood the severity of the disease, or I wouldn't be laughing about it. And I said, well, I think I do. I have it, so I'm just well aware of the severity. Um, and then I had an agent take a look at it, and he said that my humor was old-fashioned because I'm not oh, really? smutty and snarky, and I don't use the F word, apparently. And I said, I just, that's just not how I write. I'm not that kind of writer, and I never will be. And I think you can be real and authentic without being, you know, vulgar or crass. So, no, my writing does not have the F-bomb in it. So, apparently, it's not marketable. I don't know. <laughs> so, I kept that letter. Because someday, I'm going to say, see, it is marketable. <laughs> so. Hey, absolutely. You know, and as long as you are true to you, uh, you can't. You really can't go wrong there. I mean, it, it, whether whether it it hits the uh, you know the Times bestseller list or whatever it is, number one. Yeah. Whatever, that becomes almost secondary to making sure you're staying true to you, and that's what I feel uh, from this book. It is really, really uh, Vicky Claflin talking to us. That's that was. Thank you for that. That was one of the nicest things somebody said to me right at the beginning. Is I read this book and it sounds just like you. And I thought, yeah. that, you know, you have no idea how how nice that was to hear. It was just, I wanted it to sound like me because it, it was from my heart. Like I say, it was never intended to be a commercial book. It just became one, and I love that. But the writing is definitely me. Good, good. Well, don't lose that. Don't lose that. Even when you when you do hit the number one spot, because you will. <laughs> don't lose that one, okay? That would be nice. <laughs> okay. We actually we we need you there. We need you there, keeping us uh, honest and keeping us, uh, you know, keep being, being that beacon of authenticity for us. Yeah, I will try. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you know, I, you know, I've I've uh, written a, a little bit. I've got an ebook out, which is more of a um, more of a PDF guide than a than a real published book. But uh, I do have. You know the thoughts and and desire to write a book as well. So for myself and other writers out there, what advice do you have? Ooh, probably the one thing I would say is if you want to write a book, write one. You know, just don't wait for the right time. Don't wait till you have time. Don't wait till the planets collide and your kids move out and you're you know it doesn't matter. If you have a book, write it down because some somebody out there is going to want to read it. And, you know, and don't write with the intent to sell to the masses. Choose your target, write it down, and get it published. There's a million ways to publish books right now. And, you know, I, like I said, I, I had no idea that my book was going to do what it did. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's a New York Times bestseller, but for me, it is. So, And you don't know whose life you're going to touch. 
you know, like I say, the emails that I get from people who have said this is the first time I've laughed in two years and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I love that kind of thing. And I don't know these people. They live in Botswana. You know, it's so you just don't know if you've got something to say, somebody out there wants to hear it. So just that's sit down and write your damn book. That's great. That's <laughs> great advice. You know, and it really does fly in the face of those critics that you uh, were talking about. Well, it just doesn't take parking serious enough or it mm-hmm. just doesn't feel mainstream. Well, that's them. That's that audience, and that's what they're looking for. That's fine. But yeah. you, staying true to yourself, you're going to connect with people who are on that same level, and that's that's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. Well, I thought so, and I just thought, I'm, I'm you know, I'm never going to write like, that one person said, you're more Irma Bombeck than Margaret Cho. I said, that's absolutely true. I just, I'm not Margaret Cho. I won't write. I think she's hilarious, but it's just not my, it's just not me. So I won't yeah. write like that. And if that, if that's what people find humorous, then, you know, to get a different book. But if you're looking right. for something, you know, that's more Irma Bombeck, then you'll love it. Yes. So we've got a few minutes left here, and, and I want to ask if you have, um, I mean, you've given us so many great nuggets of wisdom here tonight just talking about the book itself, but you you sprinkled in there a lot of things that are really, really helpful for us living uh, the best life we can live. Um, but if there were one or two things that stand out for you, if you were to give advice or maybe just encouragement, what would those things be to people listening? Oh, just to, you know, take the time to take the time to laugh. I, I can't. That's so important. It it it's makes you healthier. It makes you happier. It makes you more fun to be around. I mean, my husband and I have a house rule, one belly laugh a day minimum. And if we don't have our belly laugh, then somebody starts making fun of something because you need to do that. You need to release all those little happy endorphins. And it it does more for you than anything you can wear or makeup you can put on or cars you can drive or, and I just think it, you know, if you talk about marriages, if if you don't have laughter as the foundation of your marriage, you're not going to make it. it. It's everything to me. So, and you know, start with yourself. It's not, I'm not talking about making fun of anybody else, except for me. You can make fun of me all you want, but start with yourself and, and just get silly with it. We're so inhibited when we get older. We're so afraid people will think we're goofballs. Well, I love it when people tell me I'm a goofball. Just, I think that's a great thing to be. <laughs> that's so that's so uh, insightful. Thank you for that. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Vicki, you know, I, I, this hour went by very, very quickly, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. You're welcome. This was really fun. Well, we'll have to have you back when that next book comes out, huh? I love it. Uh, all right. We'll keep I'll send you a copy. Keep us in mind, and we will do the same. Okay. So, everyone, thank you for joining again this week on True Life Academy. And remember to get, pick up Vicki Claflin's book, Shake, Rattle, and Roll with It, Living and Laughing with Parkinson's. So until next week, always remember, be thankful, live with an attitude of gratitude, give whenever you can, and because you have the power to choose, love first and then choose. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended to live.